0: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt, Boom Boom, Cabana.
1: Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff here. This is Rich Swan,
2: Matt Riddle,
1: the king of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Now and
0: live. Hello, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am Luke Owen, and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all sports infotainment, Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? What up? Glad to be back up. with you. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad to be back with you, Denise. It's the highlight of my week, and I've bloody missed it. And I've bloody missed you as well, actually. I
2: did too. Um, I really did. Yeah.
0: So let's get into the show itself, because we've got a packed old show talking about the comments mm-hmm. that Mickey James and Carmella made on various podcasts and stuff. But also we're joined by Maria Kanellis-Bennett of Ring of Honor to talk about the uh, ROH's women's division. Here is the show. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be getting into uh, the big talking point about this video, as well as your Patreon mailbag questions. But first, we're joined by a very, very special guest today. Uh, she is the first woman of professional wrestling. She's also on the board of directors for Ring of Honor. It is Maria Canellis Bennett. Hi, Maria. Hello. How are you?
1: I'm, I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm
0: very, very well. Thank you very much. Although, I mean, I will say I have got myself a cup of tea because I am British, uh, but my wife had the last of the milk recently. So I have got a black tea and I'm a bit disappointed by it.
2: <laughs> Not a fan of the black tea? No,
0: she like I made the cup of tea. I went to the fridge. I opened it up looking for the milk. None there. And so I just left the tea on the side. And my wife brought it up to me and was like, you left this on the side, by the way. And I was like, I know I did. It's because it's got no milk in it, has it? Because I haven't got any I've
1: milk. I've never had milk in my tea, ever. No. No, that's not a thing over here.
0: Oh, that's I have a little, little, just a little dash.
1: No, it's not a thing. I can't imagine. I mean, <laughs> I, I'll try anything once, but that just seems a little. Mm-mm. Mm,
0: well, uh, I mean, let's get into Ring of Honor stuff, uh, because we recently just had the return of the uh, ROH's Women's Division Wednesday uh, on YouTube. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I, I'm incredibly excited about this week's show because we've gotten such a good, like, everybody is just so happy. The feedback has been incredible. The girls performed wonderfully. I mean, they're so athletic. So each one is individually different. Um, so it was just such a great show. We're going to build off of it. I, I don't want anybody to think like this is um, this is, uh, the finished product of it. This is just the beginning. We're going to add more and more to it. Um, and we're excited to hear the feedback from the fans. Marie, yeah, I, mean, I, I, the-
2: I, I, yeah, cause I was going to say, you know, given the fact that like, you know, as a woman, you know, we have the women's division back and you mentioned all the different varieties of women that we're seeing on the show so far, what does it mean to you to sort of, you know, be, be one of those people like heading this?
1: So for a long time, I have fought for women in wrestling, not just in the wrestling side, but also in um, the commentator's spot or the interviewer. All of these different positions that women have and how they're kind of, um, especially in the past, been pushed aside. Um, and in this way, we are bringing things to the forefront. The girls have their own show. Um, They can perform the way that they want to perform in the spots that they have. And so for me, this is really like full circle from Diva Search to now heading up this project um, really is just an exciting time for me.
0: And there's like you mentioned that you're going to be bringing some talent in, but like Ring of Honor has always had like a really good pool of uh, of wrestlers there to draw from, including like one of my favorites, uh, Session Moth Martina. And I'm so, like, I, I've always been a big mark for, for Session Moth. So I'm really thrilled, like, we're going, because like, she kind of, she joined Ring of Honor, like, almost just at the wrong time, because she joined. It's about to get this big thing, and then COVID hit. And it's, so I've been really excited to see uh, to see Session Moth back in Ring of Honor.
1: Yeah. And COVID's put a damper on a lot of things because we just can't get anybody from any other countries right now. The, the visa pro, uh, process is insane. Um, bringing people in is insane. So as soon as we can, we will um and you know she's not the only one we have several others that you know uh, tremendous wrestlers that have performed all over the world that have never performed in ring of honor or have very rarely performed in ring of honor that we would like to bring into the company because there's just such a pool of talent but at the same time we have to still follow protocols Mm, exactly yeah and I'm wondering,
2: too, like with the I don't, I'm wondering, too, you know, with the pressures right now or not necessarily pressures, but the fact that, you know, women's wrestling throughout the board is really just, you know, skyrocketed, taken to a next level. Everybody's essentially killing it. And even like the fans are clamoring for it, like even when you're, you know, certain women aren't getting the proper run or the proper respect people are clamoring for it so maria like for you like do you feel like there's any pressure right now on the ring of honor women's division to sort of you know meet the standard or are you guys sort of just letting it be its own thing and see how it develops
1: so we're letting it be its own thing um in the sense that the talent is there so our biggest job right now is to give them the time the platform and the space to grow Um, it's sometimes it can feel very, um, controlling, uh, to be in these other companies, because what happens is you feel like you can't expand as a performer, as a wrestler. And so what I want is to just say, go do your thing, have the best match, and the fans will decide who they want to see come back. And that to me is really important. And The talent is there. So my hardest, like the hardest job I have is to pick the from the individual talent because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want them all. And yeah, yeah, you cannot have everybody. And there there's so much out there that I'm constantly like, oh, maybe I should put that person on my list. And I'm like, no, you cannot put any more people on your list because. We have our talent that's already in Ring of Honor that definitely deserves a spotlight. And then we have other girls that need a spotlight as well. So the next few weeks in the buildup to the tournament is going to be like filtering in all those different types of talent. Some people you're going to see back, but some, unfortunately, because the pool of talent is so large, you're not going to see them for a while.
0: The episode that went up on Wednesday, um, I was watching it during the week, and like it was actually my my introduction to all four of those names. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's really cool for like Ring of Honor to be able to give this platform there. And I was like super like Roxy, she's 19, right? Well, like yeah.
1: she it's is been performing for a very long time. She was trained by Booker T. Uh yeah.
0: she
1: used to take the Greyhound bus to training. And um, yeah, originally her mom drove her, but then she got to a point where her mom's like, I have other children to deal with like you go and like (laughs) her mom is awesome um and now you know roxy has just blossomed into this performer she reminds me so much of diana oh nice oh
0: right Oh, that's so cool yeah like and i was really impressed with max the impaler i thought she was oh, like yeah. you want to talk about someone who is different
1: unique like, very unique uh, oh yes yeah, and that's she came in the door like that and i was like oh <laughs> 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 they're, they're, okay that i'll do nothing i'll be over here terrified <laughs> and got a good vision down for herself yeah i mean that's her and like she's like um she's one of those people that just her presence alone speaks for itself. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes.
2: I saw that in her promo and even just the way that she comes out and like the way she already looks, it kind of gave me like um, Mad Max vibes. Obviously, I don't know if that's like her inspiration, but I kind of got a mixture of all of these different types of worlds. And I like that because I feel like so many times it's so easy to be the same with a couple of tweaks, but she came out here and she was like, no, instantaneously, I'm different. I'm not like the rest of the girls. And I love that Mm
1: -hmm. about her. Ah, yeah.
0: Yeah, she was really, really cool. Uh, so the, the Women's Tournament uh, is going to be coming up soon. Um, I, I believe you're going to be giving someone the, the ticket to gold. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. I, I mean,
0: are you able to give us any hints as to who it might be?
1: Someone very deserving. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I, I like that. That's the way it should be. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this. This is my, my favorite part of my job, is to be able mm-hmm. to do that. It's the the favorite thing about any part of my career, being able to give women opportunities in this way, deserving women the opportunity to say, here is a ticket to gold. Let's see what you can do in the tournament. Because then it's up to talent. Then it's up to athleticism. It's up to sport. Um, And the pure excitement. And like the fun thing about these Zooms um, is like, you don't know what's going to happen. And they don't know so like it is so fun um of (laughs) course we we do it in advance but they don't know when we call them what it's about they think like oh "Oh, well we're just gonna discuss the match or they don't have a clue so it is just so fun to do um and some and some people are very prepared others are like out doing things and it's just it's amazing
2: Maria, I guess, you know, here's the thing is that you've been such a big star in your life. And I mean, you, I, I love everything that you've ever done. So, you know, with the new girls and a lot of, you know, the women that, you know, haven't had the opportunities just yet because, you know, they're starting out with their career. What advice do you give to them in terms of like just just everything in general? Like, what, what's your best advice to them?
1: Be the very best them. Um, don't try and be someone else. Um, be the very best you. Because there's nobody exactly like you. And we constantly try and fit ourselves into these little boxes. And I remember at the beginning of my career being told, oh, you you can't do that and that and that. And why not? Um, and so that that is always my best advice to anybody, male, female, doesn't matter. Um, be the very best you and be unapologetic about it. Because you don't know what's going to stick, what's going to feel the best um, when you're out there in the ring or as an interviewer or as whatever it is, but be the very best you. Um, And I find myself figuring that out as a mother. Um, I'm learning every day. What is the very best me as a mother? So I think no matter what your role is in wrestling, you have to find your niche and what feels good in your skin and don't try and be like anybody else because I'm not trying to hire anybody else. I'm trying to hire you or you or you. Um, I, I don't want somebody that kind of reminds me of somebody else that's da Like, no, I like Roxy because Roxy is the best her. Does she remind me of Diana? Yes, but that's athleticism based Mm. diana does it her way in her athleticism whereas roxy does it her way with her athleticism they may have had similar trainers but they still there's a little bit of a spark about roxy in particular that even though she is so young she is so confident. Like she just knows my feet are going this way now. I am grounded in the ground. I am going to get you with this move. Like it is just so, I want the very best Roxy. I want the very best Max. I want the very best whoever.
0: That's incredible. I'm assuming, I'm assuming you've also taken that on, because uh, you're doing commentary uh, for these yeah. matches as well. And like, you know, you've worked in a lot of promotions. You've obviously had worked with a lot of commentators. So are, are you are trying to be, Maria as a commentator not like well I don't want to take too much from this person I don't want to take from this person I don't want to take much too much from Riccobani or anything like that so like mm-hmm. you know, developing those skills.
1: Yeah I mean it's it's crazy uh, commentating is such like a it's a different beast I mean I praise Renee up and down because to be put in that seat with all those people talking to you like I don't have that I I'm free to go of course like hey you're on cam make sure you look at the camera yes I get those cues but like they're letting me learn this process like they've let me learn other things in ring of honor and no when I'm never trying to be like someone else I'm trying to be authentically me Um, I try not to watch other people that I'm trying to like in the same position as me. So if I'm getting ready to commentate, I'm watching a show that has really great verbiage. I'm not watching other commentators because as soon as I hear other verbiage and put it in the context of wrestling, it's better in my body. So I don't know if that makes sense to you, but like, I don't fill my head with commentary to do commentary. I fill my head with verbiage that I would like to use in this, this new role that I have.
2: That makes sense. I like that. It's, It's a, you find your, everybody has to find what method, what way works for them. And that's cool that you found your method so fast.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it's been like that throughout my career. So with, when I was ditzy, it was Lucille Ball. Um, When, you know, I've switched to other, it's, it's been different people along the way. Um, And like, I I found when I was doing a lot of stuff and impact, I had to say my name in the exact same way every single time, or I couldn't get into like that (laughs) mode or that character. So Like I, I, I have my own method I guess, but um it's really fun for me because I right now I'm watching all these like royal shows and I like the one I'm watching right now is Medici and like their vocabulary I'm trying to put into my role as a commentator.
0: That's so cool. And um, I mean we our big topic of today is about um mickey james's comments that she made on um tv and what Mm -hmm. carmella was saying on the bella's podcast uh you yourself um were in wwe for uh, a period of time um what were your sort of feelings on wwe and women's wrestling and evolution and you know the the, the pay-per-view as a whole
1: so um evolution i was told was never going to happen again um Because the management didn't like it, I guess, is the reason. But um, which made me very sad. um, Mm -hmm. Because since the beginning of my career, 17 years ago, I just know that fans clamor for women's wrestling. They want to Mm -hmm. see it. I mean, they wanted to see our pillow fights back then. They want, but they also wanted to see, you know, Lita and Trish having an awesome match or Melina and Michelle McCool doing things that they, you know, that were considered too much like the guys. Um, The fans want to see women's wrestling. And the whole idea that it doesn't sell is crazy to me. I think that says more about the effort that's put in to the women's products than it does actually women's wrestling. Um, If there is enough advertising and if it was the same kind of advertising at the guys, I am almost positive that it would make more money. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are in a world right now that is clamoring for change in many different ways. Um, equality and equity and respect and all these things are very strong topics right now. So how someone can say that it doesn't make money makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, and I'm just looking at the feedback from our very first show, which, you know, we've only been promoting for a couple of weeks now. Um, we wanted to do a soft open for it. Um and the feedback has been great. And I've right. so many, like people have asked for so many different interviews and they wanna talk about women's wrestling and they're excited about it. And these girls have their own fan bases. It's not like I'm um, bringing in people that ha- have never wrestled on the internet before, they have. Um, they have huge followings on YouTube. Um, and so I'm just, I'm confused by that. Like, I wonder where they get their numbers. Um, And I also think it just has more to do with marketing and advertising than it does actually the women. And training
2: the viewers too, because if you say, okay, we have one, we've done one evolution pay-per-view. Cool. All right. Maybe it didn't hit the numbers that they wanted it to hit, but you know what? We're coming back and we're doing it again. And we're actually giving the women proper builds, proper storylines. And then, Hey, the viewer is going to be like, you know what? I heard so-and-so say that they like this of evolution. I might give it a try or I'm feeling this segment. So I might give it a try. I think it's also training the viewers to, you know, expect this pay-per-view and, Therefore, you know, give the women an
1: opportunity. I mean, WWE has so many pointless pay-per-views too. Like, I, <laughs> I I, I don't know why. Okay, pay-per-views are important if you're going to put the big match on the pay-per-view. Great. Otherwise, what's the point? So you have all these pointless pay-per-views. And you have the opportunity to have a women's empowerment pay-per-view. And you choose not to do it? Um. I don't get it. I don't know how Stephanie McMahon deals with that. Like, as a woman, I I, I've been very outspoken about my feelings about women's wrestling and women in wrestling. So like it, it should come to no surprise that as a woman, I couldn't deal with that. If I had that much power in the industry, like I couldn't deal with that. I have minimal power in this industry and I'm fighting my tail off to create more opportunities. So like. If I had that much power, oh my! there would be a, a whole show plus a reality show that covers the actual girls' lives. Plus, on top of that, we would have a makeup line. We would be on the cover of Vogue showing, guess what? These women, they're badasses and they're beautiful in their own right. Like, I don't get it. Like, I'm fighting for that in Ring of Honor now. Like, from the very beginning, that's what I want. I want my girls... Eh, to have those opportunities that I didn't have in such a large company like WWE. You're telling me that they don't they can't call up some of these magazines and say, hey, can you feature some of our girls? I mean, if you do, you can work with this advertiser. We also have cool? Cool. Let's do a little, you know. I, I don't I don't get it. I I yeah. I see all these things that Stephanie is fighting for women's rights but it seems more promotional than it does actual. And that is what I, I'm curious. I'm curious about that.
2: I like I mean, this vision yeah. though, that you have about even just putting the women, even just something that's putting women on Vogue or trying to get them that spot, because look at like the women that, you know, that they do the like, different types of sports. And, you know, I know when the U S women's soccer team, like they got really hot. And then bam, they were on the, I think it was the team choice awards. And, you know, it, they did so much surrounding that because right now, like you mentioned the fact that people want change and people are clamoring for change. People, people are drawn to that. People are drawn to seeing, you know, successful women when they're marketed properly.
0: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree. And I, I mean, like looking no, at I the, other, you, the you response have
1: to- the twins, you have Marie, you have, how, how do you not, how do you not actually fight for women's rights?
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, looking at the chat, everyone's in full agreement with you. You've had a lot of uh, comments being like, preach Maria, preach Maria for president, 100% agree.
1: <laughs> I, am, I am still in awe of women that can do this crazy job. I look at someone like Tamina or someone like Natalia and how they they have longevity in this industry. They are respected amongst their peers. Uh, they are business women. And I I'm still in awe of that. I, I'm in all of their talent because I can't do the things that Bianca or um, that Sasha can do. I, I can't do it. Um, but to me, they're on the highest pedestal and I, I want that to be more visible.
0: We've had a, um, a comment coming in from Sean uh, Voltanik, who is who uh, sent, uh, sent a message to say, I had to do my first time Ultra Chat because Maria is awesome. I met her after Raw in 2006 because her and Armando Alejandro Estrada pulled into the same gas station as us. We'll never forget how nice you were to take pictures and talk with us after such a long show.
1: Oh, well, thank you very much. Um, God, Armando. Oh, <laughs> so much. He was so good. He's another one. It's like Come on! Like put him <laughs> out there all the time. Like he was incredible.
0: Um, well, Maria, thank you so much for joining us uh on the Rust Talk podcast um to talk about uh, uh, uh sorry, um, sorry, to grab my words out here. ROH is women's division Wednesday. Uh mm-hmm. so tell us where we can find that.
1: You could find it on YouTube. Um and so super easy. Women's division Wednesday, ring of honor, um, subscribe get alerts. So you know that it's coming up. It's 7 PM Eastern. I'm sorry. I don't know what that is over there. Um, but (laughs) it's, it's always up there. So just, you know, go on over to, um, ring of honor and subscribe. Um, and I'm really excited to have all of you see all these amazing women in action and some of them you'll know, and some of them you won't, but they all are incredible performers.
0: Maria, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you have the a great rest of your day. Um, as yeah. an update for you, I thoroughly enjoyed my tea without milk.
1: So. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do the milk. No milk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you again for joining thank us, Maria. You. Take thank care.
1: you. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Well, thank you very much to Maria Canales Bennett for joining us here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Um, yeah, some absolutely amazing thoughts on all of that as well. So um, let's talk about the, the quotes in full that, that Mickey James has. Um, so she did this on her uh, GAW TV show that she does with SoCal Val and uh, the former Victoria in WWE. Um, and this is the quote that I've, I've, I've picked out here, which is when she was pitching this all women's brand in WWE. And Mickey said, This one person says to me, they're never going to do it ever women's wrestling doesn't make money. WWE Evolution was the lowest rated pay-per-view ever in WWE history. This person said, I get what you're trying to do, but I don't understand why you're fighting so hard for it.
2: Yeah, I think Maria really covered. She even brought something up that I didn't even think of. And she said like, oh, the, you know, there's so many pay-per-views that they don't even have to do. They could literally swap it out. And we've we sat through some of those pay-per-views where we we're like, did this really have to happen? Like, did we really need this? And, you know, she's right on that sense where it's like, hey, like if you could do something and just get it out there, I think you could do it. And I, I was like completely like sold after that, because I think she made a good point about that. And not only that, like, I really do think that if people got used to actually having the pay per view, you know, it could be something that could be it might start, you know, at a certain level, but it can grow. And if anything, Mm -hmm. might even have the potential to grow more than you know, some other random thing that they can that they start off
0: absolutely uh, christian black very sorry you missed your uh i think it came in just after maria left but it said maria is preaching when it comes to what she said about women's and wwe should have thank you for everything that you're doing for women's wrestling for fighting the good fight we've had a couple of other questions in on this so joe Earls has said uh, what about the same argument used in women's soccer that if something is shown to not generate money than the latter why promote it more
2: yeah and i am like i'm not as familiar with like um the sporting world uh I, only the sports entertainment world now, <laughs> but, um, but no, it. I have been reading, you know, a lot of the controversial topics that have come up, like where um I it it was I think in college sports they were showing the difference like just a couple months ago between the men's like gym and the locker room and the women's gym and the women's locker room and all of that, and it was this huge difference. But in the comments, everybody was like, "Well, the money they generate more money, they generate more money," and I'm like, "Dude, it's college sports, like." they're in college (laughs) what the hell so it was just like really interesting to see that and it's like but I feel like there's always somebody out there saying well this is why well this is why and I'm like okay we need to get rid of the what well this and this and but and actually do something about it so that in a couple of years once you put in the work you start to see the change and you know we can be respected more Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It was um it was Carmella's comments that she made on the Bellas podcast. Like Carmella was like, you know, just dropping not, I don't want to say dropping through because. Yeah, Superstar exactly. On that's the what, roster, that's what I thought. Like when, because it was, I saw it on Fightful first. Like I just, I was scrolling through Twitter and Fightful posted up a comment. I said, and I was like, yeah, I'm not sure she didn't say anything that bad. Like she's an active on an active roster. I go in then. She's talking about like, I sit at home. This is a direct quote. Uh, I would sit at home and watch Raw, and it would be 10 p.m. before I would see a woman on the show. It's like this is a three-hour show. What the hell? Even if I'm just a fan, which I am, if I didn't work at WWE and I was just sitting at home watching. I do want to see the women. That's why I tune in. If I'm waiting until 10 p.m. to see a girl, it's like, what the hell? That's not okay for little girls at home or whoever is watching, waiting for the women. It just feels like, oh, now there's only a focus on maybe two women or just one women's storyline.
2: That is very true. They just convolute everything. What what podcast was this on that she said this again?
0: uh, I was on The Bellas.
2: On the ballast podcast. Oh, see, it's very interesting to me that like as somebody who's part of the roster feels like they have to say something on a podcast because maybe they aren't being heard. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes. So maybe if you make it a little bit public and, you know, everybody knows these quotes get picked up and they spread like wildfire on social media you know, all over the internet. So it's kind of like, is this the plan B? Has it gotten to the point where she feels like she needs to do this publicly publicly so that there could be an actual change? And I mean, there's a lot of examples of the fact that like, you know, she mentions the fact that, you know, you're only seeing one or two women being pushed. And that is the truth. And even just looking at WrestleMania, looking at the way that, you know, the Roman Reigns, Edge, Daniel Bryan, the Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley feuds were set up. Did Sasha and Bianca have that set up? No. And they were in the main event.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, I think we we talked about this a lot on this show is that like they had the easiest storyline in the world after the Royal Rumble, after Bianca won the Royal Rumble, like it was all there for them. And it just got so like muddy with all the Reginald stuff. And like, it was quite clear that they realized that the Reginald stuff wasn't working because he was just written out of that storyline, just like just dropped like a bad habit. And yeah, like, I don't think they had the clearest thing. And like, I think it was um, Natalia was like, it was recently reported that she like really, really pushed for that women's tag elimination on night one to set up the tag thing on night two, because it was a way to just get more women on the show. And so like Natalia had to fight for that to, to, to make that happen.
2: Yeah, and it was unfortunate because it was literally like the least best part yeah. of the show. And maybe that is because the women aren't used to going out there and putting these matches there because they don't get the proper time or opportunities to do so. You know, and it sucks. And it sucks because, you know, I have to come on these post shows and say, oh, well, I didn't like that. And that's, you <laughs> yeah. know, I have to be honest. You know, I like to rate everybody equally. That's the way it should be. I don't want a special, you know, grading because I'm a female or not a female. So it, it it's just more of like, just the opportunity needs to be there. The proper respect needs to be there to say, because you can tell certain people are taken seriously. Certain people are not, you know, that, you know, your, your Charlotte's and your Becky's are, and your Sasha's they're, you know that, you know, your Mandy's and your Dana's don't have that respect. And obviously, you know, the, you know, their work speaks for themselves with so the girls that get the more respect. But I do think everybody should at least have an opportunity to, to even probably even get to that level.
0: Yeah, DV Acme has got a point here, which is like, WWE isn't a wrestling company. It's an entertainment company. It has more in common with movie studios or record labels, and it's conservative and risk adverse. And unfortunately, conservative companies under women, uh, sorry, uh, unfortunately, conservative companies consider women a business risk, sad but true. And that is actually, you know, that's Marvel Studios. It's why it took them a long time to have Captain Marvel as a solo movie. Uh, on the same t- on the same point, Warner Brothers. It took them nearly twenty years to make a Wonder Woman movie, and the reason why it took them nearly twenty years is because every time they got close to doing it, they backed out, being like, "Actually, releasing a a, a comic book movie based on a woman—that's a big risk." particularly like, you know, because Catwoman didn't work and things like that it was a bad movie, but like it didn't work. So they get like very cold feet on these sorts of things. The first, the only way they were going to get Wonder Woman on screen, bearing in mind, it's Wonder Woman. It's like, it's like a, a global brand. <sighs> so the only way they were going to be able to do that was by making a Justice League movie. That was like going to be the only way they were going to do it. And it really did take like Zack Snyder and like doing the DCE to be like, no, look, li- literally, let's just do this. And like, it took them so long to put wonder woman of all characters up on the big screen
2: and isn't it sad though really that you know as a kid growing up if you're raising a little boy you can be like oh who do you want to be iron man captain america like all these well-known male superheroes if you're a girl if you're not like into like if you don't know all of because obviously there's more than just wonder woman but if you don't know these characters because they're not as mainstream as wonder woman you have one option and it's wonder woman and that's literally it and i know other people that know the fandom more will be like well what about this person what about that person no in like the super people that aren't into like all of the superhero stuff the only female superhero that they know is wonder woman like I only, we only really yeah. have one option, really. <laughs>
0: um, and lastly, on this topic as well, uh, Scott Young sent a message in, and um, this is an interesting one, um, which is like, what are your thoughts on Dave's comments about Charlotte? Dave Meltzer, that is. Um, has Dave had a stink or does he need to watch his words? Or has the Charlotte thing been blown out of proportion? So as I, as I understand it, um, Dave was talking about how because Charlotte was taking some time off to get some dental work done, and what Dave was at the point was that um, WWE is a uh, it's a cosmetic company essentially it is uh it's it's always put forward if you are pretty you get pushed if you look this way you tend not to get pushed that's just the way that the business has always been that applies to uh women and to men uh, as well it's like If like many you know there would be like men who don't get pushes because they don't have the right haircuts and it's just like so like frankie gazarian i remember he was gonna join wwe like in the mid 2000s but they were like well, you can only join if you cut your hair he was like, but I don't want to cut my hair. Like, that's, I think this is part of my look. And they were like, well, the only way you're going to get pushed is if you cut your hair.
2: Someone so, recently too, was it Serena Deeb? There was a woman that was recently saying that she felt pressures to change her looks.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there was like a lot of pressure. So I think that's the comments that Dave w- was making. Andrade, um, you know, he took it in a different way. I don't think that he's wrong to take that in a different way. It's just... um. Yeah, I, I think that some of it was taken slightly out of context. But like I think what they were trying to say was he wasn't saying, God, I think Charlotte's ugly. What he's saying is that <laughs> yeah. WWE have a certain way of uh, pushing talents.
2: I think what happens too is that people cut out clips of what somebody says. Oh, yeah. And so they miss the entire thing around it. Contact. Like He wasn't going out there and trying to be like malicious against her or anything like that. But people like to pick certain words pick certain phrases and put it out there and when you hear one portion of it yeah anybody will be like well what the hell you know this and that but I do not think that it was anything meant to actually say like to to have any sort of negative connotation to that and yeah so I do think that a lot of the context was missed on that
1: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: Well, do you know what? I had Denise i'm bloody loving uh, being back on the show with you and there's a reason why for that denise a i get to hang out with you for a couple of hours but also b it's time for the patreon mailbag so if you want to submit a question to the mailbag all you got to do is become one of our pledge hammers on patreon at any dollar amount and leave your comment in the community section. Denise and i will answer it in as much detail as we possibly can do do not email it to me i will lose it bad at my job um yeah i did very much enjoy the shows you did with adam for the two weeks i was um building furniture in fact this actually this bookcase behind me i was building while i was listening to your show and yeah i i enjoy your anti-chemistry and the fact that you don't agree on a single thing
2: there is nothing that adam and i agree on except the fact that we can't agree on anything (laughs) and i have a video idea that i want to pitch to adam because um i'm very curious as to how different, how similar, how different, slash, somewhat similar we may be. So, I don't know, we'll find out. We'll find out. I still have to nail that down, but, anyways, um, I thought it was a fun show with Adam. Although, a lot of people were like, Where's Luke? Where's Team Because This and that. And I was uh, like, You know, by off. the way, Luke, by the way, I have mm-hmm. some quarrels here. I'm a little upset
1: because right. I've been thinking
2: about this,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: you know. Out of the both of us, I have not taken not one single day off here. If we didn't have a podcast, it was either because you were (laughs) like, oh, I can't make it today, or you were like, oh, we got to do something else. And I was thinking, I have not taken one day off from this podcast, but Luke has taken like 50 already.
0: That's because, Denise, you're the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment. And I I am not.
2: i demand respect i worked on christmas <laughs> so
0: did i like to do this podcast anyway
2: like no uh, you but did I, not you took the I day took- off one week <laughs> it no it ended up being like a whole month
0: yeah we did take a bit of time off over the christmas period i was a that very was busy not, man that was
2: not my decision people not my decision <laughs>
0: Uh, Ryan Tully here. Lucas the Brock Lesnar of this podcast. Damn right I am. The draw. That's what I am.
2: John yeah, <laughs> but you never show up. You come in, you get your pops, you get your gold, and then in the meantime, I'm here busting my butt every week trying to get them ratings up. And no, <laughs> I do I just not come get in. It. Just come but in, you. are out the the all the money, all the contracts. Okay, I'm done. <laughs>
0: well i would like to say denise that i do not talk behind your back everything that i had said to adam i had said to you first on this show
2: he said that you included on the show notes in preparation for this take it easy on denise because she's not a morning person i was like what the hell is that supposed to mean you said those are your words to me yes Yes, I did say that, but I didn't think they would be used against me.
0: Well, I didn't think that Adam would use them against me to like make <laughs> me sound like a bad think, guy.
2: And then he said something else. I don't remember what it was, but Adam said some more stuff.
0: <laughs> was it the WrestleMania 32 thing?
2: That? Too. I was like, "Dang." I mean, dude, but you and I had that
0: conversation on this show and We've I said to a you and, and, and I and I said to you on this show, I'm going to tell Adam about that because you're doing the show with I him next week that. and he hates that show. Well, yeah, so I mean, so I was very upfront with you that I was going to mention it to Adam.
2: So I'm sitting here thinking, "Well, what else are these guys saying about me behind oh. my back?"
0: Dude, when I got that tweet from you saying like Luke talks about my back, I I hurt my heart. So I was like, "I do not. I absolutely do not."
2: I'm like I'm sitting here. I'm making puppets here for these people, and they're talking behind my back,
0: talking smack. <laughs> um, Jonathan Hedman said, "Good appropriate time of the day, to nuke. Uh, What is your, in your opinion, what's the best and worst seasons of The Simpsons? Also, what MCU show are you looking forward to the
2: most?" oof i'm gonna piss off a lot of people
0: here oh you've got everyone on your side you've got so many people on your side by burying me and now you're
2: (laughs) no one's ever on my side i'm the heel everywhere i go i try not to be the heel i feel i'm justified in all my arguments
0: Dude, and it's weird that you're the heel on Fightful to show with Sean Ross Sappable. Right? because people.
2: he makes me into the heel, and then people think that it's me. But I'm like, no, like read between the lines, it's him. <laughs> I'm always the innocent bystander. Okay, anyways, but the point is, sorry, the chat's about to turn on me because I've only <laughs> ever seen like three episodes of The Simpsons. I've never seen like a season or anything like that.
0: Uh, well, I think that's fair. uh uh, for me it is um the early i think like from three to uh maybe 10 11 i think is just incredible gold and actually i think there's a lot of value in one and two but like i think season four five six seven it's just like any episode absolute classic you just put on shuffle an absolute classic so yeah like that is that is for me but I haven't literally watched much past like season 12 and 13 so like the late teens all of the 20s the early 30s haven't seen an episode
2: is there a Universal Studios in London
0: oh god no no we have Chessington World of Adventures
2: never heard of it (laughs) (laughs) never heard of it no but if you ever come to Universal Studios you should you go on the Simpsons ride. It's like so much fun, though. Like literally the funnest, the third funnest ride at Universal Studios. Is that the
0: one that they took down the Back to the Future ride for? Oh, I don't know. It's <laughs> the one where this. you get
2: in and there's like a giant screen and you're like on a roller coaster and it seems yeah. like you're on a roller coaster, but it's just just moving chairs. Yeah, I don't know, but it's so much fun. Like it feels real.
0: Um, and uh, in terms of MCU shows, uh, I. Excuse me. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to Loki. I'm really, I think that's going to be a really cool show, but also like the Hawkeye show. Basically, I'm in for any of them. So all of them is my answer.
2: Uh, What was the question?
0: like mcu shows you know they got falcon and winter soldier wandavision which you watched and gave up on even though you got loads of free swag from disney and you were getting all the episodes early
2: i was um... getting the episodes early i didn't watch any of them do you have any idea how many people like are diehard fans of wandavision and yeah, if me. That they'd lose their minds yes me i'm one <laughs> of them yeah they would come into my inbox and i'd be like mark s red <laughs> <laughs> sorry people
0: (laughs) Disney's PR team hope they're not watching I know right they're gonna be like
2: screw this girl she's off our PR list and then when there's something I really do want they're gonna be like no well I got on there because I was trying to get like I don't know I don't even remember what I was trying to do (laughs)
0: Uh, Duncan J says finally Team Danuk is back together I did enjoy seeing Denise and Adam's playfulness on screen together a beautiful friendship blossoming Um, question Adam hates my guts (laughs) Well, that's because you're also trying to steal Sully away from him.
2: Oh, I stole him already. He's my best (laughs) friend now.
0: Uh, Oh, Sullivan Brown on QuizzleMania this week. What an absolute delight he was. Um, Question. As lockdown has gone on, I've watched a lot of movies. I noticed that some films have the same plot. Star Wars and Harry Potter, Venom and Ratatouille. Trust me. Is there a film or show that you can think of that has this as well? Sorry for the long message. I hope you two are friends again.
2: Every single rom-com ever. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> Girl is lost and confused. She gets a new job in a new city. She goes through all the hurdles and challenges. And then she falls in love with her boss or that one coworker that she thought was her best friend. But no, he ended up being her soulmate. Then they fall in love and they live happily ever after. And I bloody love all those movies.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, we were watching uh, TV the other night and a trailer came on for Michael B. Jordan's new action movie on Amazon. And there's a moment where he just goes like, they took my family, they took everything away from me. And I turned to my wife and I said, I bet you at one point, someone's gonna say, he's one of the most dangerous men on the planet. He's one of the most dangerous soldiers ever. And then bang, a character comes up and he's like, this man is an incredibly dangerous soldier. We've really got to keep tabs on him.
2: On what platform did you say this was on again?
0: <laughs> uh, it was on Amazon, I believe.
2: <laughs> I, I just wanted to trick you into saying Amazon again. <laughs> we say You say it so differently than I do, Amazon. 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 Yeah, you say Amazon, Amazon. like with an I. Yeah, Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> say it again. Amazon. Amazon.
0: Amazon.
2: <laughs> it's Amazon.
0: That's Amazon.
2: No, it's Amazon.
0: Okay, I mean we're saying the same thing with an O. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it with an O. Amazon. You're
2: saying it with an I.
0: Yeah, like I would say Sun, as in like S O N. Amazon.
2: No, but there's no you.
0: I wouldn't say like son. If I was like, if I had a a child, I would say, here is my son.
2: No, every now and then I notice how differently we say certain words like Twitter. Twitter. No, you say it differently in conversation. What, Twitter? No, you say like Twitter.
0: absolutely do not yes,
2: I, go, you oh, geez, I was on the twitter
0: the other day <laughs> you and i happened you to twitter. notice a little tweet that you put out i said oh i said twitter
2: okay there's times where you say twitter <laughs> and i like die about it like afterwards like every time i notice it i'm like or like even like we say asuka's name differently too asuka asuka
0: yeah, oh, dude, there are some names when I say them, I get like rinse for it in the comments as well because I just say like ask her.
2: It. It's, it's so it's, it's funny. My, my no, I love, actually, it. like, I love it. Ask. I love it. I love like, it. Yeah, you're like
0: uh, <laughs> ask her. Ask her. i got not ask her.
2: It's my her. favorite thing. I got to tell you, like whenever I find out that we say a word very differently, I love it. I love it.
0: I mean, I, I'm going to come to the fence. I've never said Twitter in my you life. You have said Twitter. I not, Denise. I say Twitter.
2: Like, no, you say Twitter. Huh?
0: Basically, with D's, I say it anyway. <laughs>
2: don't worry, I can't say nothing. You know, I just found out that I had been saying pizza wrong for like the longest my whole life. I used to say yeah. pizza, like a mountain peak. I used to be like, Oh, I want to get pizza, but then people were like, No, it's like Pete, like the name Pete, like pizza. I don't even know anymore. And then yeah. apparently, I, mean, I say the word button wrong, but button. Well, apparently I say it wrong. I don't really know.
0: Yeah. I mean, you said sitcom wrong for like. Yeah. A, okay, a that way. one
2: I do know, and I've been practicing. Sometimes it still comes out. That I'll be like sitcom, sitcom.
0: Sit- <laughs> Reese, we need to move on. We're running out of time. Reese, said with the genuinely <laughs> with the genuinely surprising news last week, the WWE are partnering with Crunchyroll to produce an anime series. Is there anything you'd particularly want to see from it?
2: Well, I've never watched anime in my life. Do you watch anime?
0: i have seen like a handful of anime in my life um, you wood yeah i know right but like I, <laughs> I think people expect me to have seen way more than i have because i'm a big nerd and really like i haven't seen that much like i, I don't is know is anime
2: like inappropriate though because i've heard a lot of like i've seen tweets where people are like anime be like good and then bam it's like incest and i'm like what the hell are people watching well, I- on anime
0: but I think that's like any show, right? Like Game of Thrones is full of incest.
2: Oh well, I haven't seen Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, well, I get, I think it just depends on what show you're picking. Like, I mean, like when I was a kid at school, there was like the anime. I can never remember what it's called though. I was. They were talking about it on a podcast um, last year, and it was just like it was seen as like, oh, it's a, it's the dirty anime movie and it's, yeah. got like, like, it's got like demons like like sex demons and things like that yeah. like tentacles and things like that yeah so like there are you know if you go down any dark path of any like genre you're bound to find somewhere where they've done something weird
2: Okay, so when I found out that my siblings were into anime, I told my mom and I was like, Mom, you need to make sure you're keeping <laughs> an eye out on what they are watching because I've heard anime is bad. And then my, I asked my sister, I was like, she's obsessed with some anime. I don't even know what it's called. But she was like, no, like, there's nothing bad on it. And I was like, right. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I
0: am doing research at the moment for a video that on No Rolls Barred on Dungeons and & Dragons and like the uh, the moral panic and satanic panic that was like there in the 80s for it. You're starting to sound like a lot of the parents that I'm reading comments from who are worried about Dungeons & Dragons.
2: I'm those people now that are like, my children can't play video games. My children can't go out. They're not even my kids. But I worry about that stuff because I'm like, I am just like worry about everything. But I'm like, oh my God, like, what are they watching? I mean, she's 15. She's going to be 16. So, I mean, it's time that, I'm sure she already knows, like, you know, the main stuff about (laughs) (laughs) I knew that stuff at 14. So she's 16. So now I'm wondering, like, you know, but my brother, he's into that. God, what is it? One day? One something? One Piece. One Piece? Is it the one with the little, like, the wanted signs?
0: And the Scooby-Doo, man. I haven't seen it. I just know the name One Piece.
2: Oh, I think that's because I did an anime themed party for him. And I think it was One Piece that I did. I don't know. I just bought the stuff.
0: There was actually, you know what, I know we need to get back to the mailbag, but I wanted to bring this up now because we'll be doing a podcast uh, in a little bit, um, the intros and outros for this. You know, when on Adam's show, you had a mailbag question, it's like, what's your pet peeve in life? And you said, like, do you know what my biggest pet peeve is when people ask me, what am I up to? And I was like, oh, no, I start every podcast outro asking that of Denise.
2: I don't mind it, though. See, there's different rules, though. Like, on camera, I don't mind if people ask me, "What are you doing?" All right, Grant, this is what I'm doing. Like that's perfectly fine. It's more of just like in my everyday life. I don't like when people ask me what I'm doing.
0: Uh, Callum said, "Where would you like to see Kurt Angle go?" Because he's re- he teased a return to wrestling. I don't know if he is like teasing a return because he posted that video, didn't he? But it was like because everyone thought he was going to go uh, to AEW for the Revolution
2: when and they then- did the Christian Cage thing. Yeah.
0: That's right. Yeah. But then it turned out it was for something else. It's like a sports brand that he's doing or something. So I don't know. Is E.T.E. another return that I've made? I
2: haven't seen. So I actually can't speak on this yet because I have not seen that.
0: Yeah. But I'd like to see him get a impact. Um, Andrew Dunley said, hi, guys. What's your favorite opening themes for Raw and SmackDown? My favorite Across was the in nation. Yes, that's what he says right here. Raw across the nation. That is an absolute now get the guns, the dog, the Martin do no take a fall. It's yeah, I don't I even that, like
2: words. Oh <laughs> so is, good. But that one had energy. Like these ones, they don't have that much energy. Like I don't even know what this theme song is called right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even
0: know. I have no clue. It's this boring. sounds very
2: generic. That I don't get excited in the
0: last few years they had like so what was the um uh uh uh, uh was like that the one before in, I think that was the one before yeah like me you and Ollie were like me okay, and Ollie were on a, a review being like god it's a really boring song we got so much heat from people for saying it was boring because they were like massive fans of the band they were like no the band's so good like they're really awesome the song's amazing and I was like "I think the song's really dull
2: Oh, yeah, because I haven't, I haven't really, it's been a couple of years since I've been like really feeling a raw theme song, but I am actually really sad that they took off the ho,
0: ho, 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 ho. At the start?
2: I don't know what it's called. I just call it the ho, 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 ho. Uh,
0: like ha, the bumper. Ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm really pissed that that's no longer. You know, every single time I was watching a show, I would sing along to that. That was my favorite part of the whole of any song on any brand, and it's gone now.
0: For a second, I think you say it was my favorite part of Raw. Uh,
2: My favorite part (laughs) of Raw. Owen
0: said I just listened to Luke and Adam's Backlash review and the part that stuck out To me the most was the match between Angle and Big Show Where Angle kicked out of the immortal leg drop Being a huge diss to WCW Got me thinking in the future Do you think WWE will have someone kick out Of the one winged angel on Raw Or Smackdown the week before a pay-per-view Where Kenny is facing Hangman Page
2: Yeah and then like the new Denise And Luke are going to be like that was so stupid
0: <laughs> I, um, I I don't think They would do like, I think the immortal leg drop thing, like, I'm i not even sure if it was a huge diss on WCW, really. It was just like, I think at that point, it was basically them saying, like, we don't really have to worry about WCW at this point. We'll literally have the big show dressed as Hulk Hogan, and it'll be funny.
2: Right, exactly. I don't know, man. I think I've gotten to the point where everything I thought was predictable is not predictable. I can't predict anything anymore
0: uh ellie hyman says um what do you think wrestle talk would be mentally and emotionally if aew was never created and you couldn't pull in enough viewers to justify the nxt podcast would you would you just quit wrestling and become a video game channel also uh why didn't you have a twitch channel so uh i think we still would have just covered wrestling like i think even with AEW because i we you know uh This this is so You know, we have an audience. We like talking to this audience. We still love wrestling. Sometimes it's not all bad either. You know what? Sometimes there will be a period of time where we'll be look back on this and be like, "Man, do you remember how bad Raw was a couple of years ago? It's awesome now, though, right? Like, there will be a period of time where it's good again. And SmackDown's a good show as well. Like, so I, I think we'd still be doing wrestling.
2: You probably wouldn't be as enthusiastic as you are now, but you'd still be doing it. I'd still be doing
0: it, yeah. Uh, we also tried to do a video game channel. It tanked. And um, why didn't we have a Twitch channel? We did, and people didn't watch it.
2: Well, because it's because our
0: audience is on YouTube.
2: A lot of people think that it's easy to transfer audiences, it's not. And I've seen, trust me, I'm seeing it all around. And when people are used to being on Twitch, they are Twitch people. When people are used to be on YouTube, they are YouTube people and you don't always get that cross
0: thing. Exactly, yeah. It's a thing. A. Our audience is on YouTube. So like when we tried to do, like when we did ScreenStalker stuff on Twitch, we'd be like, right, we're going to do this over on Twitch now because it's easy to stream video games over there. And you know, like 12 people would watch. Whereas if we did yeah. that on YouTube, we'd have like, you know, two, 3,000 plus would be watching.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. a thing. And you, you, I've noticed it a lot with like different people. It's like, it's a struggle. You just got to really work at it. Yeah. Uh,
0: Alex Kirkman. I was listening to the WrestleMania 19 extra podcast that you and Ollie did and something struck with me, which may be a controversial topic regarding the Triple H Booker team match and the racial undertones. Do you think that you found the racial undertones because of current affairs that they weren't actually there? Um he said when triple h makes the people like you promo honestly don't believe that it had any racial connotations triple h's character would think that it was someone who was from the street that had been to prison shouldn't be champion and i believe that is what he meant i don't think it had anything to do with color but because of this day and age and black lives matter protests and such maybe you search for the racial element when it actually might not have been there at all i will say alex people were saying that at the time like in 2003 people were saying like this isn't cool like this is very uncomfortable to watch because that is that was the intention they were doing from this and it's not just like a 2021 reading of it it's not a 2020 reading of it it's not a 2019 reading of it it's a 2003 reading of that And it's just continued to be that way like people will look back on it now and be like yeah that wasn't cool it was not a good feud
2: yeah i noticed it a lot like in commentary when you go back and you watch something you're like oh my god i can't believe he said this and you're just like
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Like a friend of mine because I was I wasn't watching wrestling when WrestleMania 19 was on and a friend of mine uh, that I was working with. I say it was a friend. He was a colleague at work. He was still watching. Uh, he just liked Brock Lesnar. And he even then he says like, oh, man, they did this uh, feud between Triple H and Booker T. Oh, it was rough. Like it was not cool. So, yeah, yeah. Like, it was, it's it's not it's not it's not us searching for something. It's gonna. it was already there. that's what people thought about it.
2: Yeah, see, like, honestly, like for me, because during that time, I was a lot younger, I really was not aware of like, any of like serious topics, I was kind of just in my own bubble. So I feel like I was very, I didn't even know, like, it was something like, I think now if I go back and watch something that I, you know, as a young person that I watched, obviously now I'd see the issues, but then I didn't really see them because my brain really wasn't all there yet. It hadn't developed yet.
0: Uh, Dwayne the Grong Johnson said do you have any wrestling memories that happened around your birthday I'm really lucky in the sense that my birthday is around Wrestlemania so I have quite a few uh, Kofi Mania the NXT takeovers uh, do you have any birthday wrestling memories
2: mine are all like I don't know do you so the only one I could think oh now you go yeah for my birthday my uncle gave me uh, the volume 5 CD oh who was yeah. on that one that was the one where they have the rock, the one the the, one rock pie? the story, the story one. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, I think Lito was on that one. There's so many actually. I think Ravens on that one actually. I think so too, because I because I had four and five, and I know he was on one of those. It might have been five.
0: I think it's five. that Ravens tracks on. Yeah, one of the best entrance themes of all time. Um, the only one I could think of is like um, when I, I was in New York. And um, so, because I'm not from LA, I'm not going to bury another state in America. I uh, actually think New York is amazing. I think it's one of the I love New York too.
2: Yeah, New yeah, York's my yeah. second favorite yeah
0: I think it's amazing I think it's absolutely wonderful I, my girlfriend took me there for my 30th birthday because we wanted to go and look at the Ghostbusters filming locations and that's what we did and we basically just did I, I created a walking tour for us to go to all these locations where they film Ghostbusters and um my girlfriend was so tired well she's my wife now be like my girlfriend at the time she was so tired from all the walking that she just fell asleep and I was suddenly I was like oh man I'm a bit bored there's nothing really on tv I could just like quietly sneak out and I'll go to a bar or something and then I thought oh no wait isn't there a wrestling pay-per-view on tonight? And there was. And it was like, it was a TLC show. And uh, I got to watch it at like a regular ass time. Uh, And I watched it on the network on my iPad. And I can't it did feel weird to be watching it. Like, you know, I was in bed, but like I was, you know, it still uh, felt like a regular time to be watching something. And I think the opening match was uh, the Lucha Dragons against someone in a ladder match. And I think at the is it the is that the show where Seamus cashed in on Reigns? I can't quite remember. I just You're asking remember the worst it. person. I have a terrible oh, memory. Dude. Oh, I mean, I can't, I don't even like, and this is it. This is my birthday wrestling memory, and I have very little memories of what actually happened on the show. Just that I watched one in a hotel room.
2: BTW, since your wife got tired of walking in New York, you can always come to sunny California, and she can just <laughs> drive, take a little nap in the car while you do the driving. Just so how oh, far yeah. out you get around, you don't have to move your legs too much. You can be lazy. It's great.
0: It is true. I am terrified of driving in America, but that is a potential, yes. Oh yeah.
2: I was thinking about that. I would never drive like because you guys drive on the opposite side. It's so weird.
0: Yeah. Also, you have four lanes of traffic. Nope. No, thank you. Just the What's two. wrong no, with four you. lanes? Well, we have two lanes of traffic here. Everywhere? Yeah. One goes one way, the other goes the other way.
2: You guys don't even have exceptions
1: to that.
0: Well, I mean, like the motorway has got multiple lanes, but that's like there are four lanes and you're all going in the same direction.
2: So there's not like anywhere it's like four going this way and like four coming this way.
0: I suppose the motorway would be like that. Yeah. that is you like indig- freeways?
2: Like, I mean, so I've been to London, but I've only like in the city center area though. Well,
0: that, that's what the motorway is. The motorway is our freeway. Uh, and that is- How many lanes is that? Time. That's got four on one side, four on the other. I, well, on some of them have got three. Like most motorways have got three because you've got like the inside lane, the middle lane and the outside lane. And that's most of them. But the M25, which is the one that goes around London, that's got four lanes.
2: Okay, see, that's not too bad. Yeah, no, but like it's everywhere,
0: like and it, and, and and then and you got to do like yours are for like intersections and stuff. ours is literally a straight road. We have like just... freeways
2: on top of each other. They're like freeway here, freeway here, freeway here, freeway here, freeway there. Yeah. So
0: I like this from Al Harran. Oh, it's a go. It just says, "No knees. You drive on the wrong side."
2: Oh uh, hell <laughs> no! No, it's so weird. I remember my first time when I went to London. I only been there one time and I was only there for three days. But I got a, I the guy like the driver picked me up from the airport and I got in the car and like I had prepared myself for this but I forgot and I got in the car and I was like oh my god he's gonna hit a wall he's gonna hit a wall oh my god that car is gonna hit us oh my god this I was freaking out I was like bro it was just so weird like I was looking at him drive on this side instead of that side it was just so weird and I I just thought to myself I'll never be able to drive here I don't even understand like how it works when you guys I'm done this is just it's too weird
0: just for a little bit of nitpicking as well, Gate Crash said, uh, the M25 has eight lanes, actually. Yeah, four on one side and four on the other. Like, that's what I was saying. You're, you, if you're going on one way, there are four lanes of traffic. If you're going the other way, there are four lanes. But it's not traffic, is it? It's just going in one direction.
2: I will say this. London pissed me off. want to know why London pissed me off. So I was sitting there and I was not expecting for you guys, and this is why you need more lanes, to have a buttload of traffic you guys you have, have so much traffic and you're trying to fit these fit these giant buses in these little tiny streets and i'm sitting yeah. there thinking i left la to come experience something new and bam well, i'm stuck denise, in traffic
0: denise 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 everyone knows you never drive in london never get a car well, in I london in like it's a, a nightmare no,
2: i, I wasn't in a bus london.
0: I lived in london for like five years i've lived in this country my entire life i've i've driven to london once and i never did it again i was like oh i'm never driving around london ever again it's a
2: nightmare i I was on a bus there was like a professional driver but i was literally in the window like just sitting there all pissed i was like i can't believe this there's traffic here too (laughs) of course (laughs) i was so Um, mad
0: Also, uh, I should point out, we should really move on, but I should point out as well, London was built. London wasn't built for cars. London was built for like- The tour guide said that.
2: The tour guide said
0: it. Built for horses and carriages. Uh, Trevor from Ohio said, if you could take one talent uh, and give them the Brock Lesnar way to the title, who are you going to push? For me, it would be legit Layla Hirsch, push her straight to the top of the women's division.
2: Dang, I don't know, because Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar for a reason. (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know like you gotta have all of the extra attributes that Brock Lesnar has I don't I can't think of somebody that I think right now has all of that
0: I'd give it to Jade Cargill Jade Cargill would be my like to give like the Brock Lesnar Kurt Angle rookie year type thing where you just like go on an absolute tear and then you win the title within your first year Jade Cargill would be my pick I think she has got it all she looks great Mm -hmm. Uh, Ricardo Holt said um, Hey guys, just wanted to say that it's truly mind-boggling how WWE books title feuds by pinning their champions. Please help me rationalize this. My brain hurts poor Shayna
2: Dude we should have known since the biting thing when she bit Becky. We should have known since then I mean, it's not looking too good for her And I was reading an interview where she I forgot who she did this interview with but she was saying that like Vince told her like None of this wrestling stuff. Like, oh, yeah, we're doing something else with you. That sort of thing. And I was like, oh, man, that's, that's hard to hear.
0: Yeah. And I think as well, like, it's it's not just a case of pinning champions. It's um, it's just a case of who they want to protect. Like Drew wasn't pinned when he was the champion to set up title matches because they were protecting Drew because they wanted to push him. It depends on if they care about you or not. Clearly, WWE do not care about Shayna Baszler or Askus. They're quite happy to just pin them willy nilly. Willy nilly, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought I might get a giggle out of you. Aaron says, Uh, for your 1 million YouTube subs, can we have a live wrestle talk wrestling event? They pitch things like Laurie versus Simon, me versus Ollie, and like tag team stuff. Uh, I don't know, nobody what... wants me.
2: Damn, oh
0: no, dude, you were on the list, you were there to be like commentator with Adam.
2: Oh, dear lord, so we can kill <laughs> each other with microphones. <laughs>
0: um yeah like i i think we have talked about like what we would do if we ever got to one million subs so you know help us get there and maybe we'll find out uh hey zeus says hey luke and denise i just watched eddie guerrero's addiction promo from 2004 i was wondering what are some of your guys favorite promos ever i mean surely it's pipe bomb
2: for me it's uh jericho's debut that whole back and forth interaction with him and the rock
0: gold absolutely so good basically comes out and be like oh hey guys i know you're like you don't really know much who i am but here's five catchphrases we better get used to them because you're going to be chanting them in two weeks time
2: and not only that like the facial expressions he was like looking around <laughs> like, like it was everything the everything everything that him and the rock did in that I, that's one of the things that i can watch over and over again
0: um, Dre Smith said, uh, Hey, Russell family, thank you for all the glorious content. My question has to do with something that came up on quiz mania from Ruthless aggression. Money in the bank is the only pay-per-view stipulation that aside from WWE booking has a lot of anticipation behind it. I consider it big, the fifth ba- biggest pay-per-view of the year. Uh, in your opinion, do you think money in the bank is more important to WWE than survivor series or SummerSlam?
2: We thought any pay-per-view was more important.
0: Uh, the money in the bank pay view. i would certainly say it's more important than survivor series because it means something whereas like SummerSlam, i still think they treat as a special event but survivor series they literally just do because they've always done it
2: see the thing is that the money in the bank could be more important than the survivor series if they actually had it mean something and gave it to somebody with actual potential so i think it has potential but given that the survivor series is kind of like nobody cares anymore yeah so maybe they're like they're they're t- they're like going back and forth between relevance
0: uh, Christian Baltimore said uh, one of my favorite wrestle talk moments is when Goldberg won the universal title from the Fiend and Luke couldn't stop laughing. Every time I see the clip it puts me in a great mood. Even my fiance who doesn't watch wrestling watched the clip with me and understood something so strange or stupid. It must have just happened for you to laugh that hard while Ollie is just speechless. My question is can you think of another time in wrestling or in real life that something so stupid happened and it made you laugh that hard? I can I can absolutely tell you exactly what happened. Also, by the way, I got a ton of heat for that laughing. gimmick. There were some people who were so mad at me for laughing at Goldberg beating The Fiend because they were like, no, dude, the fiend is ruined you should take this seriously i'm like but it was so silly it was so silly that he won it was hilarious
2: you can't control someone's reactions nah we're not robots we're not supposed to be identical if you want to cry scream laugh do you man do your reaction that's the point of a reaction imagine how boring it would be if people tuned in and they were like you're like reacting like this because you can't laugh and you can't be serious and you can't get mad no because I gotta be exactly the way people want me to be
0: but the uh, other wrestling moment that made me laugh like that hard was also from a Saudi Arabia show but it was one we didn't do a live stream for it was when Shane McMahon won the best in the world tournament like I laughed so hard when Shane McMahon won that match because I just turned to Wally and I said of course he did Of course Shane McMahon won the best wrestler ever trophy. Of course he did.
2: I don't think I've ever had a moment like that though. Like where I just laughed. Like there's little moments here and there where I'm like, oh my God, this is so bad. I'll just like giggle, but never where I'm like dying hysterically.
0: Yeah, I I need to go back. I don't know if I laughed that much when Brock Lesnar won Money in the Bank. I'm not even sure if I was on that stream. I might've been, but that might've been one of those moments where I was like, oh dear, well, this is very silly. (laughs) Uh, Zornis said, uh, my question is, WWE changes wrestlers' names a lot, but in AEW, they keep their names. We've now got several pages and cages. Do you mind that? Uh, How do you like um, that wrestlers get to keep their names in AEW? Well, WWE do it because they like to trademark it, and it just sort of makes sense that you could uh, make a name for yourself in a company, and then if you get fired and go somewhere else, then you can't make your name off that name again, which is why, like, Ricochet and Samoa Joe and AJ Styles are, like, the outliers of that. Um, but in AEW, they don't seem to mind as much. Um, what do you think? Do you do you prefer wrestlers to keep their names or are you quite happy for them to get them changed?
2: Well, let me ask you a question, Luke. Let's just say, who's the super famous person that you like?
0: Uh, Rob Zombie.
2: All right, let's say Rob Zombie were to come on and sign on with Wrestle Talk, And he's mm-hmm. this big name, so you know he's going to bring a bunch of people in. Are you going to change his name?
0: Absolutely not, I'm not.
2: Why... And why is that because you want the fandom that he has so that's another way to look at it
0: Mm -hmm. uh we'll do a couple more from our mailbag you're gonna give him Uh, a name like
2: bob smith (laughs) 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 something so totally opposite of rob zombie
0: (laughs) well no you'd have to try and like it'd be like bob undead or something so you got Mm -hmm. like so you get the the uh the flavor of what it was previously um My favorite of the name changes, uh, the really because like TNA went through this period as well because WWE did it. TNA started doing it as well. And when they signed the, I say they signed, when the Young Bucks worked with them for a little bit, they changed their names to Matt and Jeremy Buck because they, and, but their tag team name was Generation Me. Yeah,
2: I remember that.
0: Oh, God. Generation is like these bloody kids coming in here with their instant gram. Like it was just so, it, it felt like so stuffy old persons in control of a company. Yeah. Um, Isaiah Webb said, WWE have uh, running the dysfunctional tag team angle into the ground lately. How will they possibly coexist? But what are some of your favorite odd pairings? Uh, do you think that dysfunctional tag teams can still work?
2: Kane, Daniel Bryan. Kane, mm-hmm. X-Pac. I was about to Ain't say anybody, Kane and X Pac.
0: That was one of the ones I was going to say. Kane and X Pac is such a good shout. I was going to say um Austin and Dude Love was like a really fun one.
2: I'm trying and there's so much more. I'm just not thinking about them right now. But I I depending on who it is, it could work. And then other times you're just like, oh well, those two guys were just paired up because they didn't have anything else for them.
0: Uh, there is a question here that's completely in Spanish from Dr. Sofia Bonilla, D-W-O-E-V-P. I'm just going to put it into the private chat for you because I'm not going to attempt it, Denise, because I will just butcher it. And, you know, bless Adam for trying. Yeah, I was going to say, I Adam gonna...
2: tried last time. He really yeah. put the effort in. Uh, uh,
0: okay, can I can I give it a try then?
2: Give it a try. <laughs> She'd rather have you read it than me.
0: <laughs> Estoy bien. Contenta de que estés... Estés? Estás. Estés. Estés. Equé por yes. qué... ¿Aquí por qué eres la única...?
2: No. Okay, start all over. <laughs> start all over.
0: It's so long a question. Uh, estoy bien contenta, bien. Que estás... <clears throat> bien contenta de que estás... Bien.
2: contented contenta
0: de que estás... ¿Qué? ¿Qué? ¿Aquí por qué eres la única...? Única. ¿Qué? Única. ¿Qué? ¿Pueda pronunciar?
2: Puede. Me... Mi nombre? Pronunciar.
0: <laughs> pronunciar mi nombre. No. I, pronunciar. I th- well, I, pronunciar mi nombre. Well, pronunciar. first of all, I th-
2: that's what I said. Pronunciar.
0: Did <laughs> no, I, I, said. <laughs> no, I
2: just said it. No, no. No, no That's what I just said. Pronunciar. <laughs> no, that's not it. Pronunciar. Pronunciar. Out there.
0: Pronunciar. <laughs> um no uh, well i i think okay. if i could have a guess at that you say my name wrong
2: no okay so that first portion of that she's saying that she's happy because someone here me i'm the only person that could pronounce her name
0: <laughs> okay and then
2: she's saying continue the rest <laughs> there's <Okay>. more luke
0: <laughs> there is more um
1: uh,
0: Estarias. des mm, desparisto. Despuesto. Dispuesto. 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 Ok. Dispuesto de ir a 360 para Denise. Oh, ella no. Es, ella es
2: la mea... La este.
0: mejor. Oh, crikey. Uh, ella es mayor. No. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Ela, ella, 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 ella... No, ella, ella. 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 Es... Es... La mejor. La mejor. Y se merece...
0: Y se merece... Nuestro nuestro amor amor
2: amor and if you go to your wife and you say amor mio she will like melt at the knees (laughs) so go practice it and go to your wife and be like amor mio te quiero (laughs) and she Um, will be like oh latin luke (laughs) you'll be the latin lover
0: oh i don't think i need that monica
2: (laughs) hey you never know it might work you don't know what she's into she might be like oh i like this luke
0: (laughs) (laughs) anyway can you do a bit of translation for us then about oh she just wanted to know if you can
2: do me in 360 degree in the 60 degree thing like the oops like the whole thing that happened (laughs) with the pipe stream which no never again and then she just says that i'm the best and deserve all the love in the world and that i should take over wrestle talk and that i should be the, the best because i'm the best Oh, and to give yeah. me a raise.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's what I figured a lot of it was. Also, I felt so bad for you in that 360 thing. I right? Mean, every, I got the worst end
2: of that.
0: Everyone looked bad, but I, I was saying this to Ollie and um, Adam, and I think I was like, oh, man, everyone looked bad, but poor Denise, because she was on the bottom, just because it's all forehead. So I was and-
2: looking up, too, like, the thing. <laughs> it was like, well, I'm talking about this. Like, you might as well give me, like, a little, like, I don't know, different voice or something. Um, this is last one.
0: So our last one from the mailbag uh, from Stardust Crusaders Overdrive. I just wanted to say I became a Patreon about five days ago. Look, like, I wanted to say that I've just watched Cinemania about superhero movies and I'm still shocked that no one could get the theme tune to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I heard the beginning, I knew exactly what it was. That movie isn't just my favorite superhero movie, but my favorite movie of all time with that said who was your favorite turtle from the movie stardust i'm glad that we're finally bringing the right topics to this conversation like because like this mailbag often gets like stuffed in with questions that no one cares about but finally we can talk about teenage mutant ninja turtles at long last someone's bringing the real talking points here so my favorite turtle from the 1990 movie i think it has to be raf i think like like, Donnie's my favorite turtle. Again, pretty much all of the iterations, Donnie's my favorite. But I think it has to be Raph in that film because he's got all the best lines in it for starters, even though it's Corey Feldman doing Donnie. But I think, yeah, I think Raph's got a lot of the best lines, particularly like his interactions with Casey Jones. Like, cricket? You got to know what a crump it is to understand cricket. Like he, and he does like the big, damn! Like, I, uh, I think Raph is probably my favorite turtle in that movie.
2: What about you, Denise? I like the one that likes pizza.
0: Michelangelo.
2: Mikey. Yeah, him. The one that's always yeah. like pizza. Yeah,
0: pizza dudes got 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. what a, I like an him. amazing film. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, right, we've got a few other questions uh, to get through. Actually, we've got, wow, we've got kind of a bunch of these. So uh, let's try and fire this through This is what these. happens
2: when you take a day off, Luke. Or <laughs> days off.
0: Joe strikes on topic of WWE only pushing certain looks. There's too many blondes and mini Charlotte looks uh, lookalikes in WWE. Uh, Joe well said, I understand your point, but if people really want to push women's wrestling, why didn't they tune in for the women's pay per And If Stephanie really wants to push women, why didn't she fight for it sooner? Uh, when she was a relevance during, uh, during the McMahon triple, she was relevant during the McMahon triple. Yeah. Like uh, evolution. I think it was a case of, it wasn't um, like, Pay per view numbers because it's the network. I think it was ticket sales and stuff. Like there were still tickets available on the door. Like there were a lot of walk that uh, walk ups for that day. um I think that's probably more what they were saying as opposed to like pay per view numbers because there wouldn't have been pay per view numbers for it.
2: Right, exactly. They just got to keep working at it. And I mean, we don't know what the behind the scenes situation was like. We don't know when Stephanie finally felt the, you know, like she felt like she could actually pitch this idea. Like we don't know what's going yeah. on behind the scenes
0: and we've got to remember as well that the evolution pay-per-view was only announced because of the backlash they got for the Saudi deals. Like that was really the only reason why it was there is because like, because it was a male only show, they were like, Whoa, we're getting a lot of bad PR about this quickly announced this. So they announced it like a very last minute thing. So I don't think it ever really got the the full push that it should have had in the first place. Um, and like, and the you know, there's a lot of people pointing that as well. It's like, yeah, it wasn't like a massively attended show, but there have been lots of WWE shows that have been attended way worse than Evolution was. Like, it was right. still a success. Right. Uh, Wilson Simon says, to me, the women's division doesn't draw in wrestling because it doesn't hold the same weight. We all loved Becky in 2019. Dr. Britt is leading merch sales in AEW. If you give, characters a ch- uh, uh, if you give us characters to care about, then they draw. It's more of a WWE issue than a women's wrestling issue.
2: I have to agree. Like I was one of the things that I mentioned with Maria when she was on here was the fact that if you have interesting storylines and you have interesting characters, then there's a better chance of, you know, it succeeding.
0: Uh, Joe Strike said, uh, Russell keeps dissing the women's gauntlet of mania, but that wrestling match had more actual tag teams than any men's tag team match all year long. Would have enjoyed it more if it was for the actual belts. Uh, and he adds, "Why didn't Stephanie care about pushing the women when she was relevant during her uh, during her height of popularity? A height of popularity with Triple H." Um, so yeah, no, I think um, the, yeah, it, was, it wasn't a pretty well laid out match. I think the, it was um, not good, and
2: that's play. the thing that I that look we if part of equality is re, is is reviewing the matches equally. If the men would have had that match, I would have been like, dude, that sucks.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. It just wasn't a good match. That was the problem. It's with not. It. Uh, no just yes say i just want to say thanks for the great content you guys give it really helps us a lot take care of yourselves and each other hashtag follow denise Salcedo on twitter better than please luke.
2: do my birthday's coming up and i'm like so far from 20k it's gonna be embarrassing on the day of my birthday i'll be like guys i didn't make it i'm a loser
0: <laughs> john j burke <laughs> said denise with the pipe bomb nah, nate s says team denuke meant to put this as a mailbag but i forgot luke with mudfane reuniting what songs would you recommend denise listen to uh at- like you did for rob zombie
2: we still need to do because... the playlist
0: oh i know i've got it sitting there waiting me I'm too not... I think it's mudfane van no fairness and they're on my new metal playlist so i guess it would just be dig uh whereas I, I think Mud, might be the only mudfane song i like is dig because i never is they, felt, a they, band? Like... they were a band yeah they were like a oh. new metal band from the uh early nine uh, sorry the early 2000s the kind of late 90s they just sort of felt a bit um yeah, like a, a a poor man's slipknot, unfortunately. They kind of came at the wrong time. They got a push because of that, but it didn't really work. Uh, it's not, not to say that they're bad. It just wasn't for me. Jonathan Hedman says, uh, I want to see a Friday show with Pete and Denise because they don't like anything. Also, we need a Luke, Tra- Luke Tries show. This week he Are tried telling to... me Pete's
2: still in my gimmick? <laughs> uh,
0: this week he tried milkless tea and peanut butter and pickles. Yeah, uh, so yeah. on our Russell After Dark, Tempest Tea Wrestler uh, said that his favorite snack- Was a sandwich of peanut butter with pickles in it.
2: Oh, hell no, that's disgusting. I
0: tried to do it, it was great. It was really nice.
2: Oh, oh no.
0: Uh, the mayor of painsville dan said three times is the charm i guess question for luke is there any website i can read the most current and best written wrestling news on for example more on mickey james's pitches for the women's division uh yeah that would be fightful.com i believe no of course i'm only joking it's wrestletalk.com is the place to go for your excellent wrestling daily news um x jamie Fru said hi guys my question is how would you fancy book cm punk's aew debut me i would have the dark order turn on colt cabana and uh, do their pose lights go out and punk is in there to pose and beat them up
2: i don't know he just comes out and just looks at kenny omega and goes That's you're a- only the best you're only the bout collector because i wasn't here i don't know something exactly. better than what i just wrote up <laughs>
0: That's what I would do. Strained with Kenny Omega. Uh, Jorge Martinez getting this chat in now because it's been on my mind. Uh, I think this blood and guts match is going to be Chris Jericho's last match. The latest book of Y2J covering his 30 years of matches and Austin's podcast essentially being a reflection of his career. He's the most selfless wrestler out there. I don't think he needs the big pay-per-view WrestleMania swan song. A match that effectively gives Chris Jericho his spot while teaming side by side with his ultimate uh, with his ultimate endorsement in the inner circle. It's almost perfect.
2: I mean, that would be pretty interesting, but I feel like maybe it might be something that they would actually promote.
0: That's what I it think. That well? yeah, his like last his match. Jericho retirement match. Yeah, I would say mm-hmm. so. Uh, Rangers Mayhem. Great to see Maria on the show. With the announcement of Impact and El Phantasmo appearing next week, do you see Kenny Omega doing a storyline with him like Kenta furthering the Bullet Club storyline, possibly him showing up on AEW in two weeks' time?
2: I don't know, because I hadn't even, I honestly, I haven't even like, I don't know, I haven't put that much thought into that.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I love ELP, love El Phantasmo. So I'm delighted that he's going over to Impact because he is going to absolutely kill it over there uh, and do some amazing stuff. I'd love to see him do some stuff in AEW, really. But I might love El Phantasmo. Did a lot on the British wrestling indies. And yeah, he is awesome. Uh, Norm Summer says, happy Friday. I watched that Drake Wurtz video. Oh boy. You can afford people like oh, him and that. Jackson Wright. Yeah. yeah, but not Samoa Joe and the Iconics. Yeah,
2: Just be glad that our brains aren't that small.
0: Yeah. Do you know what? Like some people, are, they just fall down a rabbit hole. Like it just happens. Like I've known people personally that have fallen down the rabbit hole. And once they've fallen down, it's hard to get them back out of that rabbit hole. And, And he is just one of those guys that fell down the rabbit hole.
2: It was weird. I was like, man, there's people like this that think this way. Like I've seen it. I've read about it. I heard about it. But it's just seeing it is another like seeing it on video is a whole other thing.
0: Uh, think is k said on the mailbag question about birthday memories oh mine is when eddie guerrero died he's oh Oh, that's sad yeah uh and mayor of painful dan has got a couple of last ones here to say uh hope you're doing well is it just me or does interest in wrestling drastically decrease at the moment Uh, not just the typical post mania lapse surely something is going on
2: the pandemic
0: I think that's the case of it, yeah. And honestly, I just think it's broad. doesn't feel like must-watch TV at the moment.
2: Mm-hmm. It
0: doesn't. I think it does. It doesn't. And he, also, he said, uh, what is your opinion on Jim Johnston's trashing of WWE and AEW's current music uh, that are bad themes are being part of the reason for bad ratings? Personally, love AEW's music. WWE's currently is a mixed bag. I'm uh, not sure that the, the theme songs are the reason why the ratings are down, uh, Mr. Johnston.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I mean... I don't know. If there's a banger of a song, you're not going to tune in to Raw to watch and download it on Spotify.
0: Yeah, but also like a lot of WWE's music at the moment feels very generic. Like I yeah, think it it really missed a lot after the CFO money stuff. You know what, D's? I'm not going to ask you how your weekend uh, is shaping up. I'm not going to ask you what you're up to because apparently you don't like it anymore.
2: No, I do not mind it whatsoever, okay? I think, and I knew that that was going to come back and bite me in the butt. So I was like, (laughs) oh man, this is a show where people submit questions. And here I am saying, I don't like when people ask me questions, (laughs) which is very (laughs) ironic to you considering what I do for a living. (laughs) It makes no sense.
0: But how have you been for the last three weeks? Like I haven't caught up with any of your ongoing drama. Like the one thing I did notice, Denise, is there is an empty background behind you.
2: I'm moving out, Luke. I know, but I heard you're also having
0: issues with that.
2: No, so I got rejected. I applied to two places. One place rejected me, and I was so pissed about it because they didn't even tell me why. Even when I asked her, she didn't want to tell me why. She just said, we didn't meet her qualifications. She didn't even run my credit. She didn't even, she didn't even, like, talk to any of my references or anything. So I don't know what she based these qualifications on because I sent her an email and I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to be applying to more places. If there is there anything that I should be aware of that, you know, I could fix or whatever, you know? She didn't respond to me. Then a couple hours later, I found out that I got the second place that I wanted. So it kind of worked out and I'm technically moving in like this weekend, like literally today, like oh, right wow. after this podcast, I'm going to start moving stuff over there. So I got to get as much as I possibly can done before Monday. So, yeah, it's That's been so kind cool of like stuff. the craziest week of my life.
0: That's so great. Congratulations, man.
2: Thank you. I can't wait. It's I mean, like I'm excited, but I'm also like really terrified.
0: It's terrible. Are you living on your own?
2: No, I'm living with my fiance. But I'm just like more oh, terrified. Obviously. Where I'm like, oh my god, what if something goes wrong? What if the sense of being a disaster? You know, like all of those things that you think about. It's just like I've been, I've been very stressed. Have you lived with him before? No. I mean, we've been together for, like, 14 years, but we've never lived together. Wow, 14
0: years. Yeah,
2: and I'm, like, I'm I'm kind of nervous. I mean, like, I mean, we've, you know, spent the night and all of that and, you know, traveled together, but it's different to live with someone. And that's not what I'm nervous about, though. I'm more nervous about, like, you know, my work and my money and making sure that I have enough money to pay my rent and just, like, all of that stuff is more of what, like, this is, like pressure on my shoulders right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah a
0: lot of pressures also like you i mean you'll find very quickly whether or not uh you you completely regret moving in with your fiance and he actually winds you up like you'll find you'll find that out very very quickly
2: oh god i i I, oh my god i don't know hopefully it all goes well i don't know i'm terrified
0: like okay so here's like so my wife and i we've been living together now for hmm, how long have we been living together we've been married for four years we have living together for about maybe two. We've lived together for about six years, maybe, uh, maybe five, six years. And if we ever have any issues with each other, like you know, something they're doing around the house, like if I leave the toilet seat up, which is a real big bugger bear of my wife's, and I, yes. I do accidentally do it sometimes, or like for me, she often leaves the margarine out the fridge, which really annoys me. Um, whenever we just approach it, we always start the conversation with, "Look, Luke, you know I love you more than anything in this world, and there are not many things in this world that really annoy me about you." but if you could do this one thing i would very much appreciate it
2: yeah see that's a good way to handle things and i hope that we find a rhythm but how long did it actually take you guys to get used to each other
0: oh pretty quickly like like we were like really good friends so like and if you are really good friends like you just sort of you just get to live with your best friends but everybody
2: your best friend could be great and wonderful and all of that but i'm sure they have like annoying tendencies (laughs)
0: yeah it turns out I got lucky because she does actually she's a she's a delight to live with, although I mean, like she's a bit messy, a bit messy, but I just make a joke about it. and I'm just like, yep, she's the messy one. She just leaves clothes lying around everywhere. She often leaves the margarina out the
2: that's me, there yeah. She,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, just make a joke about it. It's all good. War wow. off a duck's back. Just make sure you be like, look, I love you more than anything in this world, baby. You know, if you could pick your clothes up. That'd be. Re- I, I but would, we don't I talk would like that,
2: that, though. See, we're not like that, though. Like if I like my loving way is totally opposite. <laughs> I don't know. I don't show love in that way. <laughs>
0: I was having this conversation with someone recently where I was like, I was like, man, I think maybe me and my wife are just gross together. Like I tell them, I like, we tell each other that we love each other, like upwards of 20 plus times a day.
2: Really? Okay. So like my fiance, he's more like romantic. Like I tell him that he's the girl because he's always like, I love you. And, and oh, and you know, I thought about you today and I'm like, ill. And I'm just, I'll just be like, (laughs) Or he'll be like, I love you. And I'll be like, I'm not in the mood right now. Bye. <laughs> like, I'm terrible. Or I'll just be like, illy. Because I, like, I feel bad like not saying it back. But like I'm not that kind of person that's like, oh, I love you. And this and that. And like he knows, obviously, how I feel. But I'm not just, I'm not like lovey-dovey type.
0: Yeah. And I think that's fair. Like, you know, not everyone is that way. I think it's just, it's good for you know, for, when you're living together. To just... this is
2: gonna Don't be me. a disaster luke you're seeing all the red it. flags you're gonna go back and tell your wife oh no i feel bad for denise i saw all the red flags oh, today man, it's god, not god. gonna two, go two i give
0: it two weeks i give it two weeks and she'll be moving back in with her grandparents
2: yeah and he's gonna be stuck paying all the rent because she'll she won't want to give her money <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the oh, good thing is, is that we have two bathrooms two bedrooms so like you know, there's. That's we it. don't have to be on top of each other, essentially. Exactly. That's fine. You've got space. Exactly. Space to move
0: in and around. That, and that, that is also very, very key. Uh, I know people who live in like one bed apartments and it's just like, oh, if you're, if you're mad, there's nowhere to go. Like you are, you're, you're just there. Like you just have to <laughs> yeah. sit in the anger.
2: <laughs> That's terrible.
0: <laughs> and like, my, um, uh, Some very good friends of mine, what, like her uh, partner snores so bad. Like, it is, like, erupting levels of snore, like, house-shaking levels. No. So, and, like, when they were in, like, a one-bed place, it was a nightmare. Now they're in a house, she could just go to a different room or send him oh, to a different room God. and stuff because it is just, like, it's proper so loud.
2: Oh, no. My fiancé has the heavy breathing and sometimes he snores, but I'll wake him up and be like, you're snoring. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to do that. I do. I get mad. I'm like, you're snoring, you're making too much noise. <laughs>
0: It's another red flag um,
2: yeah, see, I'm, I'm more i'm more just like straightforward i'm not gonna be like oh honey you're snoring no, no i'll to be, be like you're snoring, don't, don't,
0: shut denise, up denise, denise you don't have to be like oh honey you're snoring just like so what kate i uh, said what my wife does is she just like just strokes my back a bit what and that, and that just makes me stop like maybe like it'll stir me and i'll move
2: okay i feel evil now i would never do that I feel like shut up Stop. you
0: feel evil like I was gonna say like that's what you want to do is just be like you don't want to angrily wake them up because that's not that's not gonna help anyone but just like oh, you just try god. and move them into another position and like that's so like and I do the same thing if she starts snoring I just like you know just like stroke her arm or something yeah and just slightly stir and she'll just move into a different position and that usually stops it
2: oh my god no I don't know this is not gonna go well Luke this is it this is gonna be a disaster <laughs> i'll keep well, you posted on the living situation i was
0: gonna say i look forward to the update next week um, you'll, you'll know
2: whether or not whether or not you get an invite to the wedding is whether or not the wedding's off or not
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well i mean we let i better let you get on so you can go and do all of your uh, stuff there but thank you all so much for joining us here on this very special edition of the podcast have a great weekend it's a bank holiday weekend here in the uk so if you are one of our uk listeners enjoy the extra monday off and your three-day weekend Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye.
2: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.